I'm telling you what, people think, well, if you're, if you're a Christian, you can't do this, you can't do that. You know what? This is the way I look at it. God protects me from this and that. Doesn't let me get involved with things I shouldn't be involved with. He convicts me, that old-fashioned word. He convicts me when I'm about to make a step that I shouldn't make. Amen? Well, I love life. I enjoy life, the constant knowledge, the knowing that Jesus is my Savior and that uh, he's not against me. He's bringing me overwhelming joy. You know, on days where I just don't feel like I want to put a smile on my face, I just have to think about Jesus and what he's done for me. Oh, my word, when you start thinking about what somebody has done for you and they did you good, it's a blessing you know, to put a smile on your face. Let me tell you, life is good, but life is not perfect. It's not perfect. And if you're living that perfect life, you better, well, I just don't believe you are, so... Life is not perfect. Life is not a bed of roses. At times, we all have troubles. We do. I've seen stars. She's like zigzagging back and forth. That's exactly the way it is sometimes in life. I know things go wrong. I know that people do us harm, cause us pain. I know that we find ourselves in dilemmas that we never thought we would ever have to face. How many has ever been in that spot? I never thought I would have to face that. Never dreamed that would happen in my life. Amen. My dad preached a sermon and my aunt wrote the song. And it said that even the bad times are good if you know Jesus. <laughs> and there's some bad times every once in a while. How many know Jesus tonight? You know Jesus as your personal Savior. We got a house full of Christians. Man, I'm going to hear some shouting tonight. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Too many times in our life we come face to face with a storm that seems to be raging out of control. Sometimes you work into a storm, but sometimes it just seems like the storm is it's on you instantly. I was in my office a week ago Sunday night and getting prepared, about, about to get ready to come out here. Saturday? Well, it's a Sunday night I was because I was in my office getting ready for a sermon. And anyway... I, I all of a sudden it started storming. 80 mile an hour winds started blowing. And, it, and usually I hear the rain falling, you know, on the, on the metal building. Didn't hear it. And after a while, what got, caught my attention, there's a little crack of daylight that comes through my window. And I had the, the shade there, and the, the curtain there, not a shade, but a curtain. And I just happened to look up and it was dark. And I was like, well, that's strange. And at 530, I walked over to that window and I looked and all the shingles on that roof on our rent house was peeled up. The wind was blowing. The rain was coming in. I was like, I didn't even know I was expecting a storm. It was an unexpected storm for me anyway. We ended up canceling service that night because of that. Sometimes storms are like that. They jump on you and you don't even know it's coming. Other times you see them coming, right? Amen. There are problems, there are situations, and even disasters that they're going to come our way. If you're a human being, they're going to come your way. But I want you to know that in the chaos, in the battle, and even in the pain, the storm is only temporary. <laughs> the title of my sermon tonight is, The Storm is Only Temporary. Well, Pastor, I've been walking through this for a long time, and you're saying that it's temporary. It's temporary. I don't care if you walk through that storm till you're dead. It's temporary. You're going to die, and it's going to be over with. Well, I don't want that to happen. I want to see God do something. Absolutely, we do. Mark, or excuse me, Matthew chapter 8, verse number 1. 
When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I have a willing Jesus tonight. Amen. He said, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. I don't know anywhere in the Bible where he prayed for someone that just wasn't immediate. Maybe, maybe one instance that I can recall. Verse number four says, and Jesus said to him, see that you tell no one, but go your way, show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. I'm glad God heals immediately. Verse number five. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I'll come and heal him. I love that about Jesus. He said, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm going to help you. I'm going to touch your life. The centurion, centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. We need God to speak a word in our life. Amen? Amen. Well, for I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard all this, he marveled, and he said to those that followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Wow, that's faith. God, you don't even have to come to my house if you just send the word. That's faith. That's trust in our Savior. Down to verse 13. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Praise the God. We need to hear Jesus say, just as you believed, it's going to be done. I'm going to tell you, we'll get our belief system right. We'll start believing in Jesus, and things will start happening in our midst. Amen? We'll start seeing the miraculous happen. Verse 14. Now when Jesus had come to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand, and the fever left her. And she arose and served them. Wow, if somebody has a fever, pray for them so they can cook you something. Amen. Verse 16, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all, healed all, healed all who were sick. No one came to him that went away sick. He healed them all. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. When Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave a command to depart to the other side. Now I want to skip down to verse 23. Now when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. How many remember this story? These are familiar stories. I, I'm, not, I'm not preaching something new tonight. I'm just I'm giving to you what God gave to me. All right? And suddenly, a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. One, uh, I, I don't remember if it was Luke or Mark, but one of them said the, the water was in the boat. It wasn't, this says it was covered. They said they, were, they had water in the boat. And you know sailors, they're going to be bailing that water, right? Amen? Amen. The, the boat was covered with waves, but Jesus was asleep. I preached a sermon about this one time, Jesus being asleep. 
Then his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that everything comes under his authority? It doesn't matter what it is. Well, you think, well, this is the worst person in the world. They're doing me wrong. I'm in this storm with them. You know what? Jesus still has authority over the worst person you know. Every worst situation that you have, God still in control of every one of them. Amen. Father, I thank you today. I thank you for your word. It's already anointed. I ask you, Lord, to anoint me with the power of the Holy Ghost to speak your word with boldness, that the seed of the word, Lord, will be planted tonight, and we will see the harvest coming in days to come. I ask you, Lord, right now to touch our ears and touch our eyes, Lord, that we can hear and see what you have to say to us on this Wednesday night, Father, that your power and your glory has been demonstrated already. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. The storm is only temporary. The storm is only temporary. I know that's, that's a good thing to hear when you're going through a storm. It's only temporary. It's only temporary. It's just water. It's just lightning. It's just thunder. Shelly told me today she went out to the pool and it started getting dark, so she went in. It was temporary. It's gone already. Amen. I heard about two ships in the same storm colliding with each other. One ship carrying blue paint collided with another ship carrying red paint. They said the crew was still missing and believed to be marooned. It went along with the sermon. I had to tell that one. Okay. From the cradle to the coffin storms, afflictions, and sorrows are going to be part of life. It's going to happen. The storm, though, is only temporary. Praise God. It's only temporary. Whatever you're facing tonight, the storm is only temporary. I want you to know that any storm you face is temporary and will eventually be in your rearview mirror rather than your windshield. Wow, we talk about focusing. What are we magnifying in our life? Are we magnifying the storm or are we magnifying our God? Because magnifying, I, I say this all the time. I, I remember the old magnifying glasses. I don't see them much anymore, but you put that up to your eye and everything gets bigger right here in your face. Your, your peripheral vision is not even really good when you have that magnifier up there to your face. We need Jesus right up here in our face where we're not seeing the outside distractions going on. Don't magnify the storm. Magnify Jesus. Amen? It's tough to realize that a storm is temporary when you're right in the middle of it. When it's smack dab in your face, is this ever going to end? How many likes to be in pain or you like to go through storms in your life? Because I, I don't. I don't know anybody that does. And I, I'm thinking to myself, as soon as something happens, I'm, well, I hope this ends quick. I, I'm, I'm done with that storm quick. A tornado, they, they forecast come through here, whatever. I, I hope this is done quick. You know, I got I to gotta go to bed here in a little bit. And I want to make sure that we're safe. I, I want all storms to end quick. Well, it's hard to see that a storm's temporary when the thunder's rolling, when the lightning's flashing, when you're taking on water in your boat, when the boat's about to capsize, so much so that you're even seasick. Storms can make us seasick, amen? It's difficult to remember who's in the boat with you when chaos is all around you. 
You already told me you're all saved here tonight. Jesus is in your boat. Jesus is in your boat. Stop looking to the left. Stop looking to the right. Realize who's in the boat with you. I believe that the disciples were with Jesus when he healed the leper. I believe he was. He saved a man's life from leprosy, and he was still in the boat with them. They seen it. They witnessed it. They knew what he did. And now he's in the boat with them. The disciples were men that walked with Jesus. I'm sure they were astonished with Jesus before. But here they were in the middle of a storm wondering, what in the world are we going to do? We're about to die. And I just say this. I believe it's in Mark's gospel tells this story. And they said little ships were with them. So they wasn't the only ship out there. There was other ships with them. Am I telling it right, you Bible scholars? Yeah? Well... I believe they believed in Jesus in the past. They've seen him do some incredible things. Somehow, though, they didn't, they didn't think weather was under his control, I don't think. But they'd seen him do many miracles before. And I, it's hard for me to conceive. I'm not going to bash the disciples here, but it's hard for me to conceive. Once you've seen the Lord do miraculous, it would be like, let, let's see what else he can do. <laughs> that's, that's the way I would be. Man, he healed people. He, he's, he's opening blind. He's doing all these different things. Let's see what we do in this situation. I believe, well, maybe I wouldn't be that calm and say it like that, but I think I would. I'm sure they were astonished by Jesus before. They've seen it in the past. I believe they saw miracles and signs and wonders. I believe they were witnesses to the centurion. Uh, that came there and asking Jesus to heal his servant. I believe they heard the words when the centurion said that the servant was paralyzed. I believe they heard as Jesus spoke to the man and told him that I've not found any such great faith in all of Israel. I believe they heard Jesus say, go your way. And as you have believed, so let it be done for you. I believe they heard all that. I believe they saw the spoken word of Jesus in action. And the centurion's servant was healed that same hour. It wasn't like they was unbelievers. They believed in Jesus, but they were in trouble, and this was a big storm. I believe they saw it when, they in, when Jesus entered Peter's home. I believe they saw Jesus heal Peter's mother-in-law that was lying sick with a fever. Later that night, I believe they saw Jesus heal all, heal all that were sick and saw them cast out the spirits of the demonic. I believe they seen all these things. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that the same God that healed the leper healed the uh, paraplegic, healed Peter's mother-in-law, the same Jesus that cast out demonic spirits and healed everyone that they brought to Peter's house. He was right there in the boat with them, and they were fearful of the storm that was around them. Well, I don't feel so bad now when I hit a storm and I'm worried. I get a little upset. I start wondering what's going on. I'm going to tell you what, if we could just, just get a little quicker at realizing Jesus is in the boat with me. Jesus is here with me. Jesus is on the inside of me right now. You know what? I'm not going to fear this situation because God is on the inside of me. It doesn't matter what it looks like. He's on the inside of me. He'll take care of it. The same Jesus that cast these spirits out, he was there with them. And he was there at Peter's house. He was in the boat with them, and they were worried and frightened and panicked, all upset. It's easy to criticize the disciples for being in a panic when a storm comes up. It's easy to criticize others for not trusting God when they're walking through a storm. 
We've seen people walk through storms before, and all of a sudden we're, we're being judgmental. We're saying, well, you know, if they did this, they did that, they wouldn't be walking in that. God help us. God help us. Instead of criticizing, maybe we should be the ones that are praying for them. <laughs> we should be the one that brings them before the throne room of God. We should be the one that defends the ones that's going through the storm. You know why? The Bible guarantees that we're all going to have storms, difficulties, troubles, and tribulations. John 16 and 33, these things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. All right, he's telling you up front, you're going to see these things, but here's the peace. I, I'm going to be peace in this. And he says, in the world, you're going to have tribulation. Okay, he didn't say you might. It could happen. In the world, you will have tribulation. You will have problems. You will have storms. You will have difficulties. But be of good cheer. Well, that doesn't sound like something to cheer about. I'm going through a storm. He says, be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. That means everything that you're going to come up against, he's already overcame it. He's already overcame the problems that you're dealing with tonight. Amen? Storms are going to come our way unexpectedly, too. Storms are going to smash right us right in the face. I hate them kind of storms when it's right there, right up on you. You didn't see it coming at all. I hate that kind Storms are going to come out of nowhere, and it's going to happen. Jesus told us that in John. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says, to everything there's a season. Wow. That tells me the storms are not going to last forever. Even though Jesus is with me during the storm, storms are not going to last forever. A time for every purpose under heaven. We don't understand every storm that pops up. We don't understand why we have to go through this storm. Some wonder why they have to go through the same storm again. I would say this, to everything there is a season. To everything there is a season. Some seasons seem to last forever. (laughs) Galatians 6 and 9 says, And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. That should be an encouraging word right there. If we're going through a storm, don't get weary from it. Don't get upset about it. In due season, in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Those prayers that you've prayed are coming closer to fruition. I hear Bishop Webb say it all the time. He said, if you knew your next prayer is the one that's going to be answered, would you keep praying? Absolutely. Keep praying. The storm grows weary. It makes us grow weary. But keep doing good in due season. In the completion of the season, we shall reap if we don't lose heart. Keep the faith. Keep on trusting. Keep on believing because in due season, (laughs) hallelujah, you're going to reap the rewards. Amen. Seasons come and go. Summer is hot, but guess what? Fall's coming. Fall's coming. Not fast enough for some, but it's coming. Summer's too hot, and guess what? Winter's too cold. Everyone likes the spring and the fall because the temperature is more uh, conducive to what they like to do. Right? We can't just wait for the most comfortable times in our lives to live life. Storms come at us at all stages of our life. We have to not only survive the summer heat and the winter cold, but I believe God wants us to thrive in all situations and in all storms. Amen. Second Timothy 2 and 3 says, You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There's going to be hardship. There's going to be tribulation. And what he tells you, you must endure hardship. I don't have to like the storm that's hitting me. 
I don't. I don't even have to agree with him. I could wonder why, but I also have to realize Jesus is in the boat with me, and this storm right here is temporary. <laughs> Listen to this, James 1 and 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. What is wrong with James? Anybody? What's wrong with James? My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Again, James, nobody wants patience. What's going on here? But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You see the reward at the end. Hallelujah. You see the, the storm is only temporary. The disciples were in panic mode because they were in a storm. We do the same thing. I understand that. The disciples were in a storm and panicking with Jesus in their boat. I want to encourage you tonight. I told you this wasn't going to be very long, and I'm coming to the end. Jesus is in your boat. If you're living for God, you give your heart to Jesus, he's in your boat. He's on your side. You're the head and not the tail. Hallelujah. I want you to understand that. We want to criticize the disciples for being fearful, being discouraged with their situation, panicking and telling Jesus, we're going to die. Let me tell you something. I, I really look into this story and see. At least they remembered who was in their boat. <laughs> Sometimes we forget who's in our boat. We try to every, every situation, we try to fix it on our own. We call mom and dad. We call this one and that one. Well, maybe this person can handle it. I'm going to tell you the car issues we've been going through. I haven't worried about it a bit. Have not worried about it a bit. And the Lord has provided. I'll just say, Brother Roger, he provided a vehicle when, when we needed a vehicle. God's providing uh, mechanics that can fix things. And for the ones we haven't got to yet, he's going to provide for them too. We can't worry when we're going through these storms. We have to understand Jesus is in my boat. Maybe he's telling me to buy a boat. I don't know. I don't like the lake, so that couldn't be it. Couldn't be it. I know that Jesus corrected them a little bit before he intervened. But at least they remembered that Jesus was a miracle worker. And he was with them. He was in their boat. Some of us need to realize that Jesus is in the boat with us. Well, my family's just crazy. You don't know the situation at work. You don't know the situation at home. Is Jesus in your boat? Is Jesus in your boat? That's all I have to know. I realize that Jesus is in my boat. He's going to take care of things. Maybe not in my time, maybe not in my way, but he's going to take care of the storm in my life. He's in the boat with all of his power, with all of his healing, with all of his love, with all of his mercy, joy, and peace. And all you have to do is call on him. Jesus. What the disciples were really saying, we can't handle this. They have sailors there. Some of the disciples are sailors and they realize we can't do it. Everything we've learned in the past, it, it's not helping us here. We're going to die right here. We need to understand that waves may be crashing, thunder may be sounding, lightning may be flashing. You may feel like the storm water is about to overtake you. But remember, Jesus is in the boat. I've said this, uh, it feels like a thousand times. I know it hasn't been that many. But every time I read this scripture, it starts with Jesus telling them, let's go to the other side. And if you just think about what Jesus has said... They're going to the other side. Why were they worried? Well, there was a storm that got in their face. They stopped magnifying Jesus, forgot what Jesus had said. They were all going to the other side. That meant nothing was going to stop them. Right? What's Jesus told you? What's he promised you? 
What has he told you you're going to do in your life? Don't get, don't get excited when you see a barricade. You see a storm coming up. Understand, if Jesus said it, the devil can't stop it. Hallelujah. Remember that all you have to do is to call on his name. The storm is temporary when Jesus is in your boat. Amen. Would you stand with me? I don't know what time I started, but it feels real short. But, man, I delivered my heart. I delivered what God uh, what I feel like God put on my heart to give you tonight, what I'd like to do is just encourage you right now. Find you a place to pray. Don't let the devil steal the seed of the word and, and, and get down on your knees and pray. Say, God, no matter what comes my way, let me focus on you. Let me remember that you're in my boat because when I go to you, he says, peace be still. And the waves, the lightning, the water, it all, it all straightens up. It all has to be obedient to his word. Father, I thank you right now. God, for these people at TFT, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I ask you, Lord, right now, let us remember that you're in the boat with us. And the storms of life, they're temporary, Father. We may have to ride some uh, storms out, but, Father, you're still in our boat. You're going to help us do that, too. The storm is temporary, and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.